This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May the peace and blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be upon one and all. MashaAllah, tabarakallah. Alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillahi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We send blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his entire household, all his companions. May Allah bless every one of you and your offspring. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us all steadfast and rightly guided. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless this beautiful nation, keep it protected, filled with peace, filled with goodness and growth. I noticed this time that I've come something very clear from the minute I landed, I think, and I hope I'm right, that the development of your nation is actually on course, which means things are progressing and things are developing. Something I've said in the past that Zimbabwe and Sri Lanka have something in common that they were ruled by the British at some stage, and therefore the system generally is quite similar. But this country is much cleaner than mine. Although Zimbabwe was known as the Sunshine Harare, was known as the Sunshine City, but I think this city is actually more a Sunshine City. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive me for saying that. My people might not like that, but fact is fact. So alhamdulillah, I pray for the beautiful growth of this nation. Inshallah, I want to see every time I come to a country like this, that it has improved. And inshallah, this is what is happening. The reason is the benefit is for humanity at large, the benefit is for the future generations, the benefit is so that we can see goodness when others perhaps do not see that light. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us ease. My beloved brothers and sisters, if there are any anywhere, firstly I want to thank the hosts, Brother Riyaz and Al-Hajj uh, Iqbal Abdel-Sattar. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you guys and make it easy. I was not expecting to come as soon as I landed without any bags. I don't know if you're aware that Emirates has misplaced my bags, but mashallah, they have said it's on the next flight and it seems to have landed a little bit too late for this function. I would have preferred my cloak and I would have preferred to have come to you, inshallah. But you know, they say there's, everything happens for a reason, so I'm not upset. If you ask me, are you upset? Not at all. It happens and I'd rather my bag having been lost than my leg having been broken. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. It's just a way of looking at things. I'm here in this beautiful country, inshallah, to help in whatever way I can to develop the relationship between people within their homes to begin with, within their homes to start with, and thereafter within the community, as a Muslim community, to consolidate, to get along with each other, and to understand that in actual fact, the idea is to get along with the entire communities of the nation. The various communities that exist in your country, it's important to share mutual respect and to understand the live and let live policy that results in growth throughout the globe. Without peace, we won't be able to grow. Business will not flourish. So we need to understand this coexistence. And don't think for a moment that when we call, because I know many Muslims, sometimes 
when they're not educated about Islam, themselves being Muslim, they think that when scholars are saying we need to engage in dialogue or we need to promote tolerance and coexistence, they think we mean we need to give up our faith. So I'm here to clarify that in the same way that we would like to adopt our faith in a country like this, we need to understand the others have an equal right to adopt their faith. We need to understand this and realize this. They have an equal right to practice their faith. This is what they have. And this is why when we say tolerance, there is a word higher than tolerance, and that is respect. You know, if I just tolerate you, I learned this actually in Kenya. There was a Turkish diplomat when I spoke who actually said, you mentioned tolerance, but think about the term respect, which is higher than tolerance. And I think I agree that when I say I will tolerate this, it actually means I'm just about tolerating it, you know, I'm, I'm letting it pass. But one above is I respect your right, my brother, my sister. I respect your right to do what you're doing, you know. And this is why we say there must be mutual respect. I'm not here to convert anyone, not at all. And I make this clear wherever I go. Guidance is in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I am only here to deliver a positive message. And I would like everyone, Muslim or non-Muslim, to actually take the goodness from what is said, what is applicable, apply it. It will help you in your life. If I've made a mistake, I would appreciate correction. Because that is how we would actually develop. And it has happened in the past where the general public, some people have either come to me or emailed me or told me that you said this and it was not accurate and I've corrected it. It doesn't mean because I'm a religious leader or a spiritual leader that I don't make mistakes. I'm not a prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We all are fallible. We make mistakes. And we will only develop when we are corrected by one another. And I know... And I've said this so many times, my father's taught us since we were children, that if you feel bad when you are corrected, there is no chance for you to develop and grow. You need to be happy. Someone corrected me, listen, you said this, it's actually not accurate. And I want to share that with every one of you. So anyway, I'm here in this country and inshallah, as I said, we'd like to see, by the time I leave, I would like to feel that I've left the place in a better state than when I first arrived. I would never... In any country, I would never, not even by mistake, I would not intentionally leave a nation worse than what it was because of me than when I arrived there. The message that I've always traveled the entire globe with is a message that would definitely empower people boost them, make them feel like they are part of humanity, of the family of humanity to begin with. And thereafter, something perhaps that is very important is part of your own family. 
Meaning, yes, we are human beings to begin with, but as a human being, I have my mother, I have my father, you may have your relatives, your community members, yes, all that. We want to develop relationships. And we've spoken about so many topics. This year, I'm going to share with you the topics that are chosen for us to speak. And this, the selection of topics has not just happened from me, but it is done by consultation, what we feel perhaps would benefit in a specific community and amongst specific people in specific nations, bearing in mind that this is not the only country that I visit. I've actually traveled to many countries. I've lost count. Uh, the first topic, inshallah, at the Jum'ah tomorrow, at the, I think it's pronounced Jawatta Masjid, okay, will be the blessings of lawful income. And inshallah, I want to touch on how we benefit when we do things in the proper way. When we say lawful, we are speaking of two things. Primarily, number one, you need to understand, don't cheat people, don't deceive people, don't do that which will anger your Lord. Remember that. And number two is, don't do that which is contrary to the law of the land. Because not only will it give you a bad reputation and will it give a reputation to the Muslims that is not good but on top of that it will give you sleepless nights for no reason and it will result in negative impacts within your own societies and within your nation so don't break the law of the land when it comes to business when it comes to dealings when it comes to income that doesn't mean break it when it comes to anything else, but this will be the topic. We're talking of income, lawful income, the benefits of lawful income. You sleep properly. I mean, if a man has cheated the taxman, for example, how do you think he sleeps when he hears that the taxman is coming for him? He will not sleep even if he takes three sleeping tablets, and even if he has the entire pack of sleeping tablets. So we need to realize this. That will be the topic, inshallah, at the Jum'ah. The blessings of lawful income. Like I said, we don't want to anger the Almighty and we don't want to break the law of the land. Then we have tomorrow evening, inshallah, at the Excellency. The, it's a venue. I'm sure you are more well aware than I am of where the Excellency is, inshallah. Uh, the topic is the benefits of forgiving others. The benefits of forgiving others. Sometimes as human beings, you know, we falter, we make mistakes, we say things, we do things, and others do things as well. So it ends up leaving a grudge, and we end up feeling in a certain way. And sometimes that grudge is not healthy for us, where it develops into a knot and a burden on our shoulders. The sooner you can drop that mountain, the better it would be for you, not only in this world, but even in the next so I'd like to speak about forgiving others. You know, people do things sometimes uh, that, that are wrong and later on they regret. They regret, they seek forgiveness. They are remorseful. You need to learn to forgive them. When you forgive them, there are many benefits. We will speak about some of these, inshallah, tomorrow evening. Then we have on Saturday evening at the same venue, The Excellency, we have a beautiful topic that everyone needs starting with myself we all go through hardship and difficulties 
Everyone, no matter who you are, you can be a top person on a global level. You can have just won the American election, but trust me, there are hardships, there are difficulties, there are so many issues, so many negative things that you may see. How do you deal with these things? What guidance do we have as a human being, as a Muslim, as a person who believes? Has the Almighty not taught us? He has. He has asked us to do things. And for this reason, if you take a look at the life of Muhammad wasallam, it is filled with examples of how he dealt with difficult situations, with hardships. How did he deal with it? He did not need, nor did he ever deserve to go through any hardship or difficulty, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to show us how to deal with hardships. And this is why the topic is surviving hardships. That's on Saturday evening. Surviving hardships. And we want to see difficult moment. Someone perhaps their business might have just burnt down. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant them recompense in an even bigger way. I've always seen those whose businesses have burnt down for as long as they have belief in the Almighty and for as long as they are patient within a short space of time when they collected themselves and started once again that grew bigger Wallahi than what it was before it was burnt in that little space of time. And I can give you more than 50 examples of that. I can give you more than 50 examples. That doesn't mean please go around burning your businesses. But it does mean that this, things like these happen. How should we be able to survive? You know, you, we become angry, we become hateful. It doesn't help. No, not at all. It doesn't help. Pick up the pieces, start again, and Allah will provide. Remember that. And learn to be a person who is broad. Broad in your understanding of what's going on. Rather than narrow. When we become narrow, we become filled with hate. You know, someone hates you, you don't hate them in return. Someone hates you, you have to be the bigger person. And you actually have to love them in return. That's what we are taught. How do we love them? Reach out to them. Show them that, listen, my brother, my sister, what you think I am, I'm not that. But it will require a little bit of your attention to notice. A little bit of attention to notice. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant ease to one and all. So, people, for example, who are diagnosed cancer, may Allah grant them cure. Those who might be diagnosed with AIDS, may Allah grant them cure and goodness. Uh, those who perhaps might, be, might have suffered a loss due to the floods. I was just inquiring about uh, the floods. The brothers were telling me that there, there were so many people affected. Yes, I know at the time we were chatting about it and we were, trying, we were praying for them. But I'm sure there are still families who are impacted and affected by that. What did you do about it? And if you were affected by it, inshallah we will be speaking on Saturday evening about dealing with hardship. And I've just given some examples that came to my mind, but I'm sure there are so many different examples. Divorce, there are issues of uh, social issues, you know, problems in, within families uh, and problems within little communities and so on. Uh, different types of loss that people may be suffering, uh, there is definitely advice within revelation regarding how we should be dealing with hardship so that we can survive. 
Then inshallah on Sunday We have a youth talk for the youth Nurturing young minds I think the idea of this talk Which will be at the Dehiwala Masjid It, it is part of a longer conference if I can say Or a longer meeting And mine is just a talk within that particular day uh, where we're trying to guide the youth who are now growing into men and empower them primarily with responsibility. Responsibility that comes with conviction, with faith, with understanding. So to empower someone with responsibility is really important at that stage in life more than any other state. If they can be responsible citizens of the nation, responsible members of the ummah, indeed you have the ingredient for success. And I think one of the reasons every country gives great importance to the youth, some, in some countries you actually have a ministry of youth. The reason is the future lies in their hands. Obviously in the hands of the Almighty, but we mean... When it comes to the ground, they are the ones who will take over our businesses and our whatever else. As we pass on and as we go, we have to hand the baton. This is why the Quran calls us, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls us Khalifatun. Khalifatun meaning people who come one after the other. So when I'm sitting in a position of leadership, actually, my success is gauged in many ways. And one of the biggest ways that my success is gauged, and it's a lesson for all of us, is how many others have I prepared to take my seat when I leave? That's what is success. I can be a top scholar, I can be a top politician, I can be a top businessman, I can be a person who's running a family, you know, affair, whatever else it is. The question is, if you and I were to go now, would there be someone to fill that gap? Did you prepare someone to fill the gap? If the answer is yes, there are 200 people, mashallah, you are really successful. Even if it's five people, it's okay, you are still very successful. But if there is nobody, and everything will crumble, and it will come down, then obviously we didn't succeed. So for that reason, we have this youth program, and inshallah, it, although it is in the morning at 10.30 on Sunday, I believe it's important to speak about nurturing young minds because we need to give them guidance. There is so much happening across the globe. Be focused. Do not believe the media. I met someone on the aircraft today as I was flying from Johannesburg to Dubai. And do you know what? They were telling me that I don't believe CNN, I don't believe BBC, I don't believe this, I don't believe that. And I'm just looking because I don't know what to say, you know. And I don't know if it's a test question or not. But to be honest with you, I was just, okay, okay. Then I decided to say, why? Why don't you believe? Well, I believe they exaggerate, they do this, they do that. It's a fact, it's a reality. Now you're asking me, it's a reality. That sometimes, not everything you see is actually the truth. You know that. So this is why... The young people need to understand, they need to lead, they need to know things, factual. How do I separate facts from fable? How? 
Do I just hear something? There's a WhatsApp message doing its rounds. So suddenly I believe it and I, and I make my mind and change my life based on little forward. And after 20 years, you find out that forward was a fake. It was wrong. People try to stir your emotions by creating a piece. I've come across so many pieces of news where later on we found this was fake. It was actually not true. Who made it? Who has the time to do that? Well, there are some people ready to play with your minds and mine. And this is why we need to train the young people. I traveled with my, one of my children to the Maldives last week. And I tell you, innocent child, 13, 12, 13 years old. And I was telling her, my daughter, I said, you know what? Be careful how you speak with people. Because sometimes people might ask you questions that they don't need to know the answer of. You don't need to answer the questions. You see, sometimes people have a dirty habit. What do they do? They actually get to the kids and they say, Oh, how old are you? That's harmless. Okay, this is my age. Okay, your mom and dad. And how old are they? And how old is And Do they get along? And do they fight? Do they argue? And you know, you have a beautiful relationship. But guess what? She says, yeah, they argue. She means that she argue, they argued when I was eight years old, you know. And information is extracted from little children in a way that is absolutely unnecessary. We shouldn't do that, never. And we should teach our children that, you know what, be careful. Don't say what you don't have to. And don't answer questions where you know and you can understand and realize this person has nothing to do with the answer of this question. I mean, why should someone ask me, for example, a question they have absolutely nothing to do with? Subhanallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us ease and guidance. It comes, uh, I, I can share something with you on a lighter note. Recently I was in Cape Town and I had a radio interview and uh, it was a Muslim station, lovely people, absolutely amazing people. And I was asked a, a question that some might consider controversial but personal. So the question was, you know, we always hear rumor that you have a wife here and a wife there and so on. Two things came to my mind. I said, at least it's a wife, not a girlfriend, mashallah, number one. Number two is, when I hear that, I always say, my brother, if you know her, give her my address because she's not yet at home. <laughs> so what I mean is, it's, it's just a way people talk. They love gossip. They love to speak. And I don't even have the time for my family that I would have loved to have because I'm sharing it with the rest of the world, where am I going to have time for all sorts of weird things? For me, the best gift, better than food and drink, is actually to give me a moment to sleep. Do you know that? That's how much I've, I travel and that's how, how much I value sleep. So if you tell me there's a program morning, afternoon, evening, night, I'll just look at you. But if you say we've kept the morning free so you can rest and I will just smile. Subhanallah. <laughs> but anyway, going back to what we we're saying, the youth. So the youth need a bit of guidance, inshallah. And I'm sure I have come across youth who can even guide us. Do you know that? That mind in that brilliance, that mind in that innocence sometimes, can come up with that which we will benefit from as adults. So if you take a look at those examples, they are in the Quran and the Sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The last topic that will be discussed inshallah on Sunday evening before I leave for the airport will be fitting in without giving in. And if you 
go back to the beginning of this little talk of mine, I spoke about it. That when we say you need to fit in, we are not saying give in your beliefs and forget about who you are and your identity and just interact with everyone in a way that what you believe is right, you, you take it out. That's not what we mean. What is actually meant is you fit in, you understand, you respect one another, you coexist. And when the time of prayer comes, you will go to the masjid, someone else will go to the church, someone else will go to the temple, someone else will go to the synagogue, someone else might go to the mountain, someone else. That is something you need to respect and understand. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who is the creator of one and all, has created people differently. He has created people in such a way that he says, you go and lead your life. Do what you believe is correct. I will send you whatever I have to send you in terms of revelation. And there will be differences in understanding of what this revelation is. But at the end of the day, you will return to me and I am the one who will then judge you. I am the one who will then inform you of what you did on earth. So why should we become these judgmental people? It is definitely... From an international law perspective, the right of everyone to promote the goodness that he believes. Yes. For example, you, you have Islam, you have Christianity, you have Buddhism, you have Hinduism, you have so many other faiths. Each one has the right to promote his faith. To say, this is what I believe, this is why I believe it, and this is what, for example... I will live by Promote it. Speak about it. Two things will happen, minimum. Number one, people will understand who you are. If I never spoke about my beliefs, people will start doubting me. They will start thinking, what's this man believing? What is it all about? But if I say, look, here is the book. Here is the revelation. This is where I belong. This is what I believe. And this is why I believe it. And this is the benefit of it. And so on and so forth. The first thing that will happen is people will be able to understand me. That's all to start with. They've understood that, you know what? This person follows something heavenly. I remember many years back, many, many years back, maybe 15, 18 years back or more. In our organization back in Zimbabwe, we realized that there were a lot of people saying a lot of negative things about Islam because we are in a minority and at the same time people are not educated so we decided we are going to pay for an article in the papers every week and that time the newspaper was the in thing because technology had not yet developed to the point of the internet and every week we had a little article explaining one verse of the Quran and later on one hadith or saying of the Prophet peace be upon him and say the Holy Quran speaks or sayings of the Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him we would explain one and we kept on doing it every week so there were 52 articles very short ones in the year and the years passed and we did it for several years and we started again and I remember we had to create a department specially dealing with mail and correspondence that came as a result of that article because people started writing you know that time it wasn't email now it's email and so on but people started writing they started asking they started commenting and I remember clearly reading one of those letters from an elderly lady saying 
I always hated Islam and the Muslims and I despised them. But through your articles, I have come to acknowledge that it is indeed a heavenly religion. That's all. She don't convert and we don't need that. She actually converts. That is in the hands of the Almighty. Like we always say, guidance. It would be a bonus for Islam and the Muslims if that did happen. But the main aim was to convey the message. وَمَا عَلَيْنَا إِلَّا الْبَلَاغُ الْمُبِينِ Our duty is only to convey clearly that this is what it is. So she says the minimum is, in fact we realize the minimum was that she acknowledged that it is a heavenly faith. It has some beautiful teachings reaching out to people, to humanity at large. Like I always give a powerful example. A powerful example. And that's why I'm repeating it again and again and again in all the different communities. The example is that of how a man was forgiven because he was compassionate towards a dog and he quenched the thirst of that dog. It's a very common narration in the life of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. He spoke about it and this is recorded in most of the books of Hadith. So it's an authentic narration. A man achieved forgiveness because he was compassionate towards a dog and he quenched the thirst of the dog. Have you ever sat and thought, if that is the reward of showing compassion to an animal such as a dog, what do you think the reward of showing compassion to a human being is? Amazing. We're not talking about people who belong to your faith. We're talking about people who belong to other faiths. Amazing. It will be more than just forgiveness. For the dog, when we were showing compassion towards the dog, it was forgiveness. Compassion to another human being. Another, no matter what his inclination is, no matter what his beliefs are, no matter what, even if he hates you. Say for example, there are floods and something disaster has you know stricken the place when disaster strikes you forget about your differences that's your moment it's your moment to show who you are that's your moment so you rise to the occasion the man who was your outright enemy you go and save his life trust me you've changed the world Allah says if you save one life it is as though you have saved entire humanity that's what Allah says so go out and save as many lives as you can and then see what the Almighty has in store for you so this is why we say yes you fit in you must fit in you must understand the common ground but we are not saying give in. Some people think that, okay, you know, now uh, because we need to tolerate and we need to coexist and we need to respect. So let me give up my dress code. Let me give up my, my beard, for example. Let me give up my scarf, for example, and so on. You know what, my brother, my sister, all you've done is you've just, uh, you remind me of a little effervescent tablet gone in and that's it, dissolved. It didn't help. People need to know who you are. It is your human basic right. Basic right. All over the globe. Your basic right. You believe something, you live by it in a good way. The only time we will say it's a bad belief or it's unacceptable is when your belief tramples on the toes of others. You become violent towards others. You become extreme towards others. You do not tolerate others. We will tell you, my brother, 
you need to go back and check. This is wrong. This is something wrong. It's unacceptable. But for as long as we are coexisting, respecting one another, like we said, that's the way forward. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us and guide us. Even among the Muslims ourselves, we have differences. We will always have differences. These differences may actually increase. That doesn't mean we need to kill each other. We need to spread hatred about one another. We need to actually harm each other. We need to become monstrous towards one another. Not at all. Be a human being. Rise above all of that. Understand your mission on earth is not to destroy it. Your mission on earth is not to destroy it. It is to develop it, to grow it, to help the next generations understand who their maker is and to be able to live in a better society. Take a look at technology. It has developed. How did it develop? A few years ago. A few years ago. We wouldn't have believed it if someone told us that you will be having a mobile device where the whole world will literally be in your, in your hands, in your palm. A few years ago, no one would believe it. The post office, when I was young, we used to go there often, lick the stamp, and I can't remember when last I licked a stamp. You tell the new kids licking a stamp, they'll tell you, what do you mean? What is that? What are you talking about? The world has changed. Did it wait for you? No, it didn't. Did it wait for me? No, it didn't. So in the same way, technologically, we'd like to see advancement. We need to become more advanced in our relationships. We have to. Come on. I will benefit from you no matter who you are. Muslim, non-Muslim, no matter who you are. For technology. Why can't I get along with you? Why can't I talk to you? Why can't I respect the difference that we have? No problem. Like I said, one will go to the synagogue, the other one goes to the masjid. What's the big deal? Let him go. Let him do his thing. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. And I'm not saying don't propagate goodness. The propagation is a human right. It is. You propagate. You mention. I mean, the politicians, for example, they will go out campaigning and they will prove their point. And they will say what they have to. And they will prove, when I say prove their point, with whatever evidence they have, to prove that they are right. No harm. At the end of the day, the masses will vote. Agree? They will vote. They are free to vote this way, that way, no way, sit at home, do what they want. We actually encourage them to go and vote. Even from an Islamic perspective, we encourage them to go and vote to participate in the development of their nation. But for example, sometimes a person says, I'm totally confused. And it has happened. And I really don't know. So I'm just going to sit at home. Well, we might, we might want to try and convince them. And if we haven't convinced them, trust me, he won't be jailed because he sat at home. He won't. He hasn't really done something illegal. Unless a nation has made it incumbent. So these are just some examples. I know I was told, you know, 10-15 minutes. But mashallah, I'm feeling so light without my cloak that I'm just carrying on speaking, you know. I hope, uh, inshallah, that we've benefited from the few words that I've said. What I've done here is just given you a gist of what's going to be happening, inshallah, in the next one or two days. And I hope that uh, there, I hope that by the time I leave, we will have benefited the people as best as we can. And inshallah, I, would, I hope that I will be able to leave you and your nation and your people in a way that would be better than they are today, by the will of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it's really an honor, once again, you know, to be here. 
I, I don't even know a lot of the faces here, but some of them, mashallah, they, they do ring a bell. Uh, some I know you personally. I really appreciate the time that you have taken to come here this evening. I really appreciate your time. May the Almighty bless you. May He grant you goodness, the ease in your life. May He create it for you. Whatever difficulty you're going through, may the Almighty help you through it. Whatever hardship, sickness, illness, any form of stress, may the Almighty alleviate it, grant you cure. Wallahi, I appreciate the time and I hope and pray that you appreciate mine too. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.